This is Viterbi Voices, your chance to hear stories about research, classes, student life, and more. Directly from our students, faculty, and other members of our engineering community. All right here at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Viterbi Voices. I am one of your hosts. My name is Paul Ledesma, Director of Undergraduate Admission at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. And my name is Audrey Roberts. I'm a senior studying mechanical engineering here at USC. Well, Audrey, here we are. It is almost the end of January. Uh, You just started, you've just completed, what, your first week uh, spring semester, kind of week and a <laughs> our, half. Our, our first week was last week, but we only had Friday. So, and then we had Monday off. So I guess in total, yes, a week. <laughs> I totally. So, so something happened last Friday where everyone said, like, happy start of the semester. I'm like, it's Friday. What's going on again? Not being on campus. I'm so yeah. disconnected. I have no idea what's happening. And I'm like, they're starting on a Friday. Wait, no, that's right. It's supposed to start on the 15th. And I'm so confused. It must be so weird to start on a Friday. Yeah, it was really bizarre. I, I mean, it was fine, but it, I was confused because we had. A I mean, it's all going to make sense as yeah. the semester winds up because it's like days of the week and you know timing and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's just weird. Yeah, I think it's because we we have this thing called Wellness Days this semester in lieu mm-hmm. of a spring break, um, and I think it started on a Friday because that like evens out the number of Fridays we miss yes. with Wellness Days. So totally, I think that was the reasoning. But good to know. <laughs> Good to know. Well, you know, segueing off of that, that is somewhat related to the topic of this episode. You want to tell everybody what uh, what they're about to hear? Yes. So um, this episode, I guess, is kind of looking back at really what is now the third semester we've had um, yeah. largely um, online learning um, and kind of really focusing in on academics and like, what are the problems that you know a handful of us have experienced and kind of what we've learned on how to learn how to be an engineer uh, <laughs> via zoom so mm-hmm. it's a conversation with myself um, and a few of our other Viterbi student ambassadors um, Sheetal, Christina and Alex um, so we're all in different majors um, and kind of like different phases are although Christina Sheetal and I are all seniors but (laughs) Alex is not so um get a few different perspectives from that side as well I think it's gonna be a great great conversation for everyone to understand I mean so many high school students are doing this remotely as well um they are thinking about what's like to be going through college in this situation the possibility that it might continue uh in the future no one really knows at, at this point um, hopefully not, but you never know. Um, and also some important lessons as to, you know, not only how we manage, but how we become successful and how we maybe even change how we do things in the future. So let's uh, get out of the way and hand it over to you to have this conversation about uh, distance or remote learning or virtual learning or whatever. You want. <laughs> what, what are we calling it? I don't, any of those are good. <laughs> oh, learning any and all. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, welcome back. Super excited to be here this week with uh, some of my fellow Viterbi student ambassadors. I think all of you have been on the podcast in some form or another, but um, if all of you can just introduce yourself really 
briefly. Alex, do you mind kicking us off? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Alex. I am a junior from Palos Verdes, California, and I'm majoring in industrial and systems engineering. Awesome. Thanks. And then Christina? Yeah. Hi, I'm Christina. I am a senior majoring in environmental engineering, and I am from northern Los Angeles area. Amazing. And Sheetal? Hi, I, my name is Sheetal. I'm a senior. I study chemical engineering with a minor in political science, and I'm originally from Guangzhou, China. Um, so today we're kind of going to be chatting about um, methods to succeed in online engineering classes um, because we're now just getting started on our third semester of taking classes online. And I think this is like officially coronavirus has been in the U.S. for one year um, today. So I, I don't think any of us at the beginning imagined this would be uh the way we graduate for some of us, but um, nonetheless, I feel like we've all kind of gotten into a groove of at least kind of knowing what to do um, with with virtual learning. So I guess just to get started, do we want to kind of think back, what are some of the like challenges you all faced in your classes with them being in the virtual environment? versus, of course, you know, normally learning in person. I think for me, I'm a really big like visual learner. And so I feel like when I go back and reflect on things and remember things, I also remember the room I'm in, which might sound a little silly. But I will say when we first went online, something I really struggled with was like, I felt like all of my classrooms were in the same environment. So I realized a lot of my classes were getting blurred together. I mean, it's nice. A lot of my classes overlap, which is like one of the great things about an engineering education. But I was like trying to reflect on things. And I was like, I'm sitting in the same desk all day, staring at the same computer. And I think that was the biggest struggle for me. I had a really hard time um, letting go of the kind of interpersonal interactions in a classroom when I started studying from home, especially because engineering professors tend to go a little bit fast sometimes and you'll miss something they said. And usually you can look over at your friend, look at their notebook and be like, okay, that's the rest of the equation, but you can't really do that in online class. Um, So that was definitely something I struggled with because I just fall behind really, really easily. Yeah. Just like all of that and the fatigue on top of it, which I think is a part of everything because you're sitting there staring at a screen. And while at USC, you might've been in between classes, biking somewhere, walking around, grabbing a smoothie, talking to your friends, even during classes, smiling at a friend or glancing at your phone. You're just sitting at your desk for sometimes hours and hours and hours staring at the same screen. And it gets so, like, it feels really terrible to be sitting there doing that versus getting up and moving around and having those personal interactions and sitting in a lecture hall versus sitting in an empty room. It just feels so different. So I got so burnt out in the first few weeks, more than I did at any other point during this. So that was definitely an adjustment I had to make, just learning how to like change my environment and figure out how to work in that space so I didn't get burnt out or tired super easily. Totally. Yeah, I can say like all of these things I have experienced too and have struggled with. Like, I think one thing too that we're all kind of touching on is just like visually it's like a really different environment to learn you know you're kind of like looking down at your computer rather like that's just like an uncomfortable way to sit and then also like one thing I've noticed Alex kind of talked about this too like sometimes it's harder to connect 
information, whether it's like maybe on one slide, there was an equation on, on the, then on the next slide, there's an example. Whereas like if a professor was writing it on a whiteboard or a chalkboard, that's like all in the same place. So it's like so much easier just, I think, to, to learn really that way. Um, but here we are. <laughs> so I guess from that, uh, maybe first, I think this is like something we all have experienced where mentally it's like one after another blocks of time, what Christina was saying, where you don't have that 10 minute break. Typically when we have classes at USC, we have a 10 minute break between where we walk to our next next class. So automatically we kind of have that like reset built in. How have you all dealt with not having that and, you know, dealing with kind of that Zoom fatigue that comes with just sitting in there for hours? Hey, y'all, sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know that we have a number of campus visit programs available to you right now. If you want to check out what campus is like, if you want to learn more about the Viterbi School of Engineering, go to viterbi.link slash visit. That's V-I-T-E-R-B-I dot link slash visit, where you can learn about our Viterbi visit experiences that happen on most Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We have some virtual events that happen on occasional weekdays and occasional Saturdays. Plus, we have some transfer virtual admission sessions where you can learn all about how to get those courses ready for transferring. We want to meet you. We will have lots of opportunities to do it and it's happening all summer long but get your registration in now at viterbi.link slash visit hope to see you soon um i can I go first i yeah. guess but basically i i worked out i'm i'm staying at home like in my childhood home so i'm still living with my parents um and they're kind of hard roommates to have sometimes but i kind of struck a deal with them especially on days that i have classes back to back to back so i really only have that 10 minute in between where i'll take the first class in my room and then i'll take the second class at my kitchen table and just kick them out and tell them they're not allowed in that area for that space of time just so i can change my environment and that's really helped me um it also helps because i'm like actually getting up and stretching in between those periods like i would normally be doing in class um, so I feel like starting to do that, especially last semester, really helped. That's a so, great idea. For me, I have a couple of evening classes this semester, which I'm not really used to because they don't tend to be the case for engineering classes. Um, Maybe so it's like chemical engineering. <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not engineering classes. One of them is a cinema class and one oh. is a class for my minor. So it's um, politics of the local criminal justice system. So I'm not, I'm not used to having Zoom fatigue at night after a day of Zoom classes. It's a lot to handle. So I've taken to cooking dinner in between my classes instead of flopping down on my bed like I want to. Um, just because standing at my stove and, you know, my kitchen granite countertop and eating and making food calms me down in between classes and really helps me reset so that I don't go into that last class of the day being extremely exhausted. Totally. Makes sense. I don't know about you guys, but like I have my setup where I sit and do my classes where I'm like, I have my monitor here since I learned that like my laptop can only hold Zoom and not anything else. Now I have a monitor that holds, you know, Slack, Google Chrome, OneNote, whatever I need open. I have my notebook set up. I have a whole desk just full of anything and everything I could need. So I kind of I tried taking classes away from here, but it was just like, I felt kind of restricted. Like I can only have Zoom open and that's it. And I'm a very distracted person. So that was not really conducive of a good learning environment for me because I would distract myself with like a television or something else that wasn't good. 
Um, so I really value those like 10 minute breaks where I could just get up and walk around. Like Alex was saying, I live at home. So that means interacting with my parents or my family. And if you've seen those memes of like, your mom always asks you to do chores at like the most inconvenient times. Like my mom today asked me to go drive somewhere and pick something up. And I was like, oh, I just got out of class for two hours. Now I have another hour of class in about five minutes. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but that's really what it's like. It's just walking around and interacting with people and having, even if it's like the same people you've been seeing for the past 12 months, it's kind of nice to talk to people, move around a little bit, stretch your legs, maybe walk yeah. outside stick your head out a window. Anyone who's living with like roommates from college, um, not with their parents. One thing I found super helpful is because classes tend to end around similar marks, sometimes like 1250, 150. Usually your 10 minute breaks will overlap with your roommates. So again, like Christina said, kind of that social interaction, you can almost mimic that in your own household. Like, how was your class? Like, what's next? Oh, I'm so tired. Just, you know, whatever it is, kind of just pretending like you're going about your day as normal where you meet someone and you talk about the class you just had whether it's your friends you're exiting the classroom with right just kind of putting all that on your roommate (laughs) I guess one other thing that I think academically is really tough is that um you kind of I think and I think this has got to be especially tough for freshmen or first year students and sophomores um you it's really tough to make like academic connections you know almost like she's always saying, you can't turn to your neighbor and either look at their notes or even, you know, turn to a neighbor to form a study group or, you know, it's harder to get those connections of having someone to be able to ask questions other than the professor or, you know, even in class, I I love those moments from my classes where I like turn to my friends. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Um, I, I guess, have any of you found a remedy for that. And I, I do recognize we're probably in a little bit different position just because we probably know more people in our classes than um, those starting engineering. But anyone have tips for that? I guess I can start it with a tip. I mean, I think um, a great like first way is I noticed even today was the first day of a lot of classes. We go around and introduce each ourselves typically. I think it's really great to kind of like start then and say like, hey, I'd love to form a group me or a Slack or something amongst the group when you have that opportunity to kind of like get to know each other um, that first day because you naturally that opportunity doesn't come about later when it's just sort of on Zoom. So I guess that would be my tip is um, your first day of classes if they, if they are remote to kind of take that, that chance when you're introducing yourself. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think group me is definitely one facet, but then you end up with like, sometimes you end up with group me's that are like 30 people and no one wants to chat. So I think um, as many different platforms as you can use to connect with people in your class, the better. I had a class yesterday where they were like, so we have a discord channel that everyone can just join so you guys can have more informal discussions. And I just think there's so many different avenues that you can use, right? You can have a Google Doc where everyone puts their numbers in. You could do a group me. You could do a WhatsApp group. And I think the more of those you do, the higher the chance is that one of them will pan out. And I feel like different people are more likely to communicate in different spaces as well. So if you're that person who drops the group me link in the Zoom chat and the first day of class, like good for you. (laughs) Totally, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I feel like this is such a just an interesting topic to answer. So, Alex, yeah, you want to 
Um, I will just say, like, I actually switched my major my second semester sophomore year, which was actually the first semester we went online. So I was in a completely new major. I didn't know anyone in my classes. Um, we had what? Only had class for like six weeks or so mm-hmm. before we transferred. So I was right in that sweet spot of like just starting to meet people in my classes. And then everything goes online. And I'm like, crap, like I no longer like I don't even remember these kids names. I just remember them as the kid who used to sit next to me in like my Python class. You know what I mean? Um, and so that was definitely like an interesting transition. I kind of, you know, felt like I was a freshman all over again, not really knowing people. Um, but I mean, seconding like everything about that, but I will say like, I've had professors who will do breakout rooms and stuff and just like really being active and turning on your camera and participating in those are a really good way to get to know people. Um, that's how I've made some of my friends. There was something like I kind of started doing, which I felt really creepy doing at first, but then I kind of got over it because I realized other people were in my same boat, um, which was if, you know, when you're in the same major, you often have a lot of classes with people. So if I had like, there was uh, certain people that I would have like three or four of my classes with. So I was seeing them via Zoom all day, every day. And so I finally got up the nerve to like message them in Zoom. And I was just like, hey, like I noticed you were in one of my classes. I just transferred into this major. Do you think I could get your number so we could study sometime or something like that? And that was actually how I formed some of my study groups. And that's kind of what we did before we actually started making all those Discord channels because we were like, hey, like other people must be in our boat. Then we started doing the Discord channel. So I guess my classes were a little late to that idea. Um, but I mean, I guess just trying to like be engaged and present in class also really helps. Totally. And yeah, I think I know in a lot of classes in Viterbi, we have like a platform called Piazza um, to ask questions. I feel like people have a love-hate relationship with Piazza, but, you know, to ask questions and professors and um teaching assistants, graders, whatever, will respond or students can respond. And in a couple of my classes last semester, people would just even post like, hey, I'm studying for the exam Sunday at 2 p.m. Here's the Zoom link. Anyone can join. And I thought that was really great because I know for for us, so like seniors in mechanical engineering, like we pretty much do all know each other by now. So it's like such an amazing community. And it's awesome to just have someone who can do that. And then you can, you know, get to see, see each other again, which is great. And I think like study groups are so important and like academic, I don't want to say like academic relationships because that sounds weird, but like those connections are really critical, I think, to success in classes. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And kind of- as a compliment to that, I think with Viterbi classes, since they tend to be on the smaller side, like around 30 mm-hmm. kids, you know, when you have those group chats, it's not it's not big enough where it's super daunting. But I know for people in general education classes, sometimes those classes are like 100 kids. And that's really scary to put anything yeah. in that kind of chat. So I would say go to discussion, um, if nothing else, so that you have a smaller group of people that you can interact with more closely and you'll probably get to become closer friends with those people because those classes are so much more interactive. I know people tend to think that sometimes discussions are good blow offs, but they're really, really crucial and honestly a better way to make friends than lecture. Totally. That's a great, great tip. Um, so one other thing, I think it's super hard to focus on Zoom. Um, what are ways you all have stayed engaged or tried to stay engaged in your classes and like definitely consider although I'm sure high school students can relate to this 
even more because they have like seven hours of Zoom every day, I imagine. <laughs> but, you know, for us, sometimes we have three, four hour classes or labs on Zoom, um, which I find a little bit exhausting. So, yeah, what are what are your methods for staying staying focused? Hey, everyone, this is Paul. Sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know about a new feature we just unlocked. It's about sending us questions or comments via text. If you go to your podcast player, check the show notes. There's a link there that says, send us a question or comment. It may be on our next episode. So go in there, send us a little quick text message. Let us know what your questions are. Let us know what your comments are. We'd love to hear from you. So we can't wait to see it. Now back to the episode. I have like no self-control. So I physically have to put my phone and my switch like away like in a drawer, in another room, under my bed, somewhere where if I get it, I'll feel guilty. So that's how I've kind of been when it comes to keeping engaged in my Zoom class. It also helps a lot to turn your camera on. I always feel super uncomfortable when I have it on, but I also hold myself accountable because I'm like, if I do anything weird, like shift and get too comfortable in my chair and obviously not look at the screen, my professor is going to see it or someone's going to see it and I'm going to feel awkward. So I turn my camera on whenever the professor allows it just to hold myself accountable. Um, and then taking notes. I sometimes I, like don't want to pay any attention during a class, but honestly, just sitting there and trying to listen to what the professor says, even if you don't catch all of it, writing down whatever you do, it helps so much when doing homework and studying, even if you don't feel up for it in the moment, like it's so valuable. And that's how I keep myself engaged. Honestly, getting through an entire class and taking notes the whole time and not looking at a single TikTok is a huge thing for me at this point. I'm getting so over Zoom, but it's the little things that matter. And I think those are all the different ways that have helped me personally, like stay engaged with everything. Mm -hmm. Totally. Those are great tips. I should take some of those. I would also say like making sure all of your notifications are turned off because for some reason, when I turn off my computer notifications, I still get Slack notifications. And yes. I don't know why this app thinks it's special, but it's the worst also because I like have like a, just like a strange ringtone. Alex programmed her Slack to say hummus every time it goes off. I like off. didn't, it's, it's. A, like I'm, I'm blanking on the word it's not the default one but it comes with the slack program like it's one of the options like I didn't have to do anything special except scroll down a little farther than the normal person wow I have the same issue with slack so I deleted slack off my computer <laughs> oh my goodness that's you just have to mute it separately like within the app you just have to mute it separately yeah but it's also always my VSA Slack channel. So I'll be in a VSA meeting or like doing something official and then it'll be a Slack thing. And I'll be like, well, this is related to be fair. Yeah. Like, I know this is unprofessional, but you know. See, when we were talking about like, like how your classes use Discord, um, the environmental engineers, we have a Slack where we just join different classes and they kind of like go off during classes. So I don't want to close them because I kind of want to hear what my classmates are thinking. <laughs> especially in these first few days, it's been fun. Like my professor will say something funny, like, oh, sometimes I think like my, fr if I was a fruit, I would be a mango. And we all write like, okay, cool. Just in the hey, Slack. And it's fun to be able to talk to your classmates like that. So RIP Slack and environmental engineers. <laughs> toolkit. I think USC 
made a slack for every class I got added to like yeah a million slacks those are kind of helpful some of my professors use those a lot actually and that's another good tip like I think kind of if you have in the moment questions when you're doing homework that you don't want to write a whole email for those slacks have been pretty helpful some professors use them pretty frequently that's good to know that's good to know yeah I think I think in terms of staying focused though honestly I think I find it very challenging to focus on Zoom for three hours. Like, I I honestly, I can't do it for three hours on my computer. We couldn't even stay I focused have- on this question. We started talking about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think, I think at a certain point, too, you kind of just have to, like, cut yourself some slack on that <laughs> and, you know, do your best. And honestly, I think if you have to take, like, a five-minute break and, like, walk around if that means you're more focused for the next hour, that's totally worth it, in my opinion. I have a fun idea for you to try, Audrey. I haven't tried this with Zoom class specifically, but I tested it with general work periods last semester, and it worked really well. So I try to Pavlov myself and myself doing things a lot, um, just because I don't trust my judgment. And I think if I psychologically trick myself into doing things, I'm more likely to continue them. Mm-hmm. I've been doing with working out lately, and it's been working great. So I've really gotten into candles recently. So I have one candle that I designate as my work candle and one candle that I designate as my relaxation candle. And so for like a week or a week and a half, I would make it a point to burn the the work candle every time I had to sit down and do like a period of work. And then I would make it a point that once I was done doing the period of work, I would switch candles. I did that for about a week and a half, two weeks. And then after that, I tested it to see if when I turned on the work candle, I would be more productive than if there was no candle burning. And it may have been psychological, but I think it worked. So I haven't tried it with Zoom class yet. I am hoping to transition it in this week where I have a specific candle burning only during class. And I'm hoping that'll help me stay focused, but I will keep you guys updated. Wow, maybe I need to get a Zoom candle. That's the most chemical engineer thing. (laughs) Like, only an engineer would ever think to train themselves by the scent of a candle and then test the theory later. Well, I mean, I used to do that with gum. Like, you, like, like peppermint. I would chew peppermint gum when I was studying for calculus. Wow. And then, like, when I would take the test, I would chew the gum. That's, like, a known study tip. That's but true. The gum step further with the candle. I think the problem is, like, we're doing it all day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. there's not enough flavors of gum. Like, <laughs> her credit card bill is just all candles because she keeps burning through them. I buy a lot of candles. Maybe you just get a relaxing candle, then, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I do think, though, I really, these are all good ideas, but I do think having your camera on is, like, the best way. Like, you're going to pay attention if your camera's on, and honestly, I would say in engineering classes, not a lot of people have them on, but you can be that person. (laughs) Honestly, my professor today started tearing up because she saw that everyone had their cameras on in this class because it was only 17 of us she was like sharing her powerpoint and then she closed it and was like guys like you all have your cameras on like I love this she's like with my last class like nobody would turn them on at all and she's like wow I just like really appreciate this and like she was like getting emotional and I was like I have to turn my camera on for this woman every week now she's so precious I can't not you know yeah 
as someone who was a freshman academy coach last semester and had 37 kids and had varying varying visibility of faces based on what week of the semester it was trust me it is very 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 wonderful to see actual faces instead of black screens yeah yeah totally um well a lot of things to try here a lot of things to try (laughs) um and then I guess one thing as well I think just like doing homework and studying for exams taking exams these all feel really different you you know even if obviously you're not like doing homework on zoom or or that kind of thing you know it's similar I'm like with myself and my piece of paper doing homework but like I think it is a little more challenging just because you come from class to homework in the same location like there's just no no boundaries how have you all like dealt with that and been able to be productive, but also kind of like manage that stress, I guess. I think, you know, picking up hobbies that don't involve screens um, has been kind of like my biggest way to help manage that. And kind of also just setting like time boundaries, like the the Pomodoro technique where you do like 25 Mm -hmm. minutes of work and then five minutes off. Um, I feel like I feel like my attention span has definitely been slipping over the past like year. And so I feel like the Pomodoro technique like really helps. but it's also kind of like, you know, using like Google Calendar to make sure I have like my work all mapped out. So that way I can be like, you know, at 8 p.m. tonight, I'm cutting myself off. Like I need to just stop because I've been on my computer way too long. And then I'll like go pick up a book, like a physical book and read that. Or I'll like save a recipe I saw on TikTok and like make that. And so I feel like making a more conscious effort to avoid screens when I'm not doing work. Yeah. I think on top of that just like acknowledging that you can't do things the same way as you used to and that's okay is a huge thing because yeah like we I used to watch Netflix as like a fun way to relax last night I literally went to bed at 8 p.m because I'm like there's nothing else to do and I just want to sleep even though I could have done more stuff on my computer just because I was staring at my screen all day so like I used to just sit and do homework at a desk because that would be the only time I sat at my desk but now that I'm there every day I try to bury it a little bit like I'll do homework at a kitchen table or I'll sit outside and do homework or I'll sit on my bed and do homework and give myself a little leeway with that I've also found that there's a lot of unique tools you can use specifically for engineering homework I have found so much value and I know that like not everyone has access to this but whatever way that you can make it work whether it's like a rocket journal or something where you can scan it and upload it of having digital notes being able to take my notes digitally do my homework digitally that way I have a record of everything helps so much because I cannot draw straight lines for the life of me. I have tried a ruler. It does not work. Having that feature and notability where you draw a line and it straightens for you is immaculate in engineering. It helps so much. So having like homework tools that I can take advantage of and think like, it's cool that we're virtual because I get to use this more rather than I have to use this because it's virtual is kind of hype as well. Um, yeah, other than that, just like for exams, if any professor listens to this, this is a joke. Like I'm making a joke right now, but I actively listen to like the Lord of the Rings soundtrack when taking exams because, you know, you can't do that in a classroom and sitting at your desk at home and taking an exam is so weird that giving yourself something else cool going on also helps you focus. So changing it up a bit is kind of fun. Um, 
yeah, just encouraging yourself to focus in any way you can and trying to get excited about it, even if it's not the most exciting stuff you're doing, I've found super useful. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think I'm a pencil and or pen and pen and pencil and paper kind of person. So digital notes are tough, but I do think one thing that's been super helpful is just like having all your homework scanned and stuff like that to reference for studying is actually more helpful because I'm like kind of a messy notebook, messy desk kind of person and um, have a lot of crumpled homeworks. So the scanned ones are great. Um, And yeah, totally, Alex, like getting, having your other activities not be screen time, I think is really crucial. Well, I think we've kind of hit like the main concerns um, that we kind of mentioned coming into it. Do you feel like after all this time, you've been able to kind of like get a hang of, you know, doing school this way. I know for me, like Christina said earlier, I'm super tired of it, but also this like almost feels normal now, which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but like doing these things does help, I guess. I don't know. I think for me, not really, but I also know that's a little bit of a unique case because I have a very different course load this semester than I had last semester. Last semester was primarily STEM classes, you know, the kind of work you do, the kind of attention you pay in class, the kind of homework and weekly assignments you have are so different to the classes I'm enrolled in this semester that for me, it's kind of like starting all over. Like, I don't know how to take a class that has 100 pages of reading over Zoom. That's a lot of screen time in addition to being on Zoom. Right. You know, much more so than my engineering classes. So for me, I kind of feel like I'm doing it again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. What about you, Christina? I feel like I haven't, like I've learned a lot of skills along the way and it's made it a little easier, but I feel like what's helped the most and shout out to the professors is like the adaptation that our professors have had to this change. Because I feel like the first semester when everything went online, like I was taking a water chemistry class. How do you convert a lab section to an online section without that much of a warning? So the first semester was definitely tough when everyone was scrambling. I know some professors didn't even know how to use Zoom, didn't really know how to use the computer that well, especially engineering is such a visual thing. Like if you're in a humanities class, you can have a discussion over Zoom, but you can't really show an equation that easily. So um, I, I noticed this semester as it started kicking up, professors are like so like they're comfortable with this at this point. They have slides ready. They're, they have a plan in place. They're ready to teach you. They know their systems. So I'm like, the more my professors are confident in that they're, they're going to teach us, we're going to learn everything. We're going to have a good semester. I'm just getting more hyped up. So I'm getting more comfortable with it that I can do this because the professor says I can, because he seems like he can do this as well. So Shout out to the engineering professors who have <laughs> learned to teach engineering on online despite all the odds. I feel like that's definitely helped the most because I've I learned so much now when in March I thought it would have been all on my own and all impossible. Yeah, totally. Oh, 100%. I will say like on that note of like how to do a lab online, I do have one professor and she was like, I really want to make labs fun this semester. You know, they weren't that fun last semester. And um, we're, it's my human factors and work design class. So it's basically studying, you know, how like humans affect, you know, designing of products and everything. But later on in the semester, we're going to talk about kind of like assembly line stuff. And she's like, we're going to be making Rice Krispie treats in labs and like <laughs> assembling them and packaging them. And she's like, you know, 
kind of gets the concept across and it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just kind of like acknowledging like the effort that they're putting in and the effort that you're putting in, you know, just like taking the small wins and taking like the good things from class really helps. Like um, I Audrey mentioned earlier, like messy notebook. I'm very much the same way <laughs> where I'm like, oh, shoot, like what did the professor say? But, you know, with Zoom, they record their lectures so you can go back and watch it. And I know, like, that is something I'm going to miss when everything is back in person again, just because, like, I'm not necessarily going to have that ability anymore. Um, But I I really just think, like, looking for the positives in it have, like, helped make it more manageable. Totally. Totally. Well, I guess anything else to to add beyond, beyond what we've covered? I think kind of with what Alex said about looking for the best in it, because you have the freedom now working at home to add things to your classroom experience that make you focus more, like having a soundtrack on, if you're someone who likes to snack during class so that you don't get hungry and distracted, you know, having a cup of tea. I bring tea to a lot of my lectures now and it really helps me stay really grounded and focused. So kind of all those elements that normally you'd be sitting in the classroom going, God, I wish I could run to Starbucks and get coffee and I can't listen to this professor because I'm falling asleep. You can rectify that by going to your kitchen and getting coffee. So making use of those things, I think is really helpful in trying to stay focused. That's also one very bright side. You don't have to carry a backpack full of really heavy books. That is like such a major plus <laughs> no I was talking to someone about this the other day because we graduate in May and I had this sad realization of like where else am I going to carry around like a bright yellow Jansport again in my life <laughs> like it's so like what am I going to do like a professional briefcase from now on I missed out on my last opportunity to wear one of those cool backpacks and just carry you around my laptop in a book and just look like a student I feel like <laughs> backpacks are in though so I think you can still do that that's true but I'm on the, I remember like in May or so, I don't know, whenever I came home to um, Denver, I don't know if any of you have seen my backpack, but I have like a huge backpack. <laughs> You're going camping. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like it like, and like, I'm like a pretty, I'm like a short person. <laughs> it is huge. And I remember just being like, thank God. I, cause at that point it was kind of clear. Uh, the classroom experience was probably coming to an end for us seniors um but I was like thank god I'm never gonna have to carry my backpack again so that's true major plus major plus except now I'm just like slouched in my chair so I don't know what's worth <laughs> worse for my back health but um, I will say I got a new backpack and then I tore my shoulder and couldn't use it and then the pandemic happened so I have <laughs> this brand new backpack <laughs> that has not been used just waiting for it <laughs> And it's waiting, it's just waiting for me. So it'll maybe make its debut in my senior year of college, even though I got it my sophomore year of college. (laughs) Dude, carry that on for the rest of us. You got to wear that backpack around like you're wearing it for all of us here who are graduating. We should all give you our backpacks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, amazing. Thank you all so much. And I hope that... um, for high school seniors, I'm sure you all probably have some Zoom tips that can uh, help us as well, but hopefully um, these can apply to to your classes too. And while I really hope that fall 2021, you know, every class can 
be fully in person. I don't think any of us know. So I'm not going to make a prediction on that. So maybe these, these tips will be good for a while. Maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks everyone. All right. And welcome back. Um, yeah. Big thanks to um, Christina, Sheetal and Alex for, for joining me on that one. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that the lessons we've learned um, on how to, you know, be successful students um, in a, in a, well, it's not really even a new way of learning for us anymore. And in this way, we've been doing school for quite some time now. Um, hopefully they're helpful for high school students or, you know, first year students, or, you know, I, I don't know when remote learning is ending. So <laughs> in the future, maybe so. For, yeah. I'm interested how, in some sort of alternate reality. Do you think if you had a choice, would you have done this virtual learning in high school or college? Um, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I think, I don't know. I don't think that's a choice that I have. So I'm going to, you don't, it's it's a pure hypothetical conversation topic. (laughs) I think there's probably different challenges. Like I do think in high school, you're, I don't know how a lot of schools are doing it, but I know like my cousins are in high school. So they are on Zoom like every day from like seven to three. You know, that's kind of what my school schedule was. And I think that would be really tough. That would be horrible. (laughs) Really being on Zoom all day. Whereas like I do have days like that, but typically the longest time I'm really on Zoom is like three hours in a row or something. Although this semester I do have one that's like six. So I I can understand that. I think that would be really challenging. Um, And I do think too, in high school, you know, most of your classes aren't really like lecture based. Um, So I I can see how it'd be tough to like transition that Hmm. to Zoom. Um, But that being said, I think at least for me, the past couple of years, or the last two years of my degree plan as a mechanical engineer is really where the hands-on stuff comes in. So I've um, like definitely kind of missed out on that a little bit, which I think is a definitely a detriment to what I've learned. Um, so I don't know. I think it depends. And one thing we talked about a little bit in um, this epi- episode two is like, I think it was a little easier for like Christina Sheetal and I as seniors in our majors or now we're seniors but at the time when this started we were juniors because we already had like all the connections in place you know we probably already knew a lot of our professors our classes are really small so we know almost everyone in our major so like you know it was really easy for me to just text my friends and do a study group over zoom so I and that I think is like the most important part (laughs) of college like those relationships and I think academically it's really critical to have those to succeed um and so it was like easier for me to move that part of school online. Whereas Alex was talking about how she had just switched into her major. She didn't really know anyone. So that's more similar to mm. kind of the first year experience. And that's super tough. Like I think I like yeah. literally can't imagine because yeah, I think the most important part of my mechanical engineering degree besides, you know, the skills I've learned are really the people I've met. And so to not, to really have to work for that, I think would be tough. So I think we're all kind of in different phases I think the first year of college would be t- really tough to have it, yeah. early, but I do hope um, since at least everyone at USC is in this situation, maybe, you know, when we do get back to, to some in-person learning, they can kind of <laughs> get that experience at that time. 
So. Yeah, no, you're right. I, <clears throat> you, you brought up a number of things that I, I guess I've always known were there. I just never really thought about it. But that idea of that traditional high school schedule being 100% Zoom mm-hmm. is got to be horrible. Um, yeah. Because yeah, we, college classes are broken up over time. Uh, I mean, even when we when I'm working right now, like I have a general rule in our office that, uh, we, we, we can't do any more than two hours in a row. Um, um, which, and usually we never hit two hours. If we hit two hours, it's something because there's ser- something serious we have to do. Um, like we have an upcoming meeting. Um, well, we can talk about it. Um, we, <laughs> we, we have to decide scholarship finalists. Um, and so we're all reading applications right now for those of you that are listening. Yes, we're reading, we're doing lots of reading. <laughs> uh, and that traditionally comes together in like multiple days, of us doing follow-up evaluations and, you know, having conversations about how we, you know, decide who will move forward in the finalist status. And it's, you know, sometimes it's like a debate. Sometimes it's like an argument and it's like, you know, everybody comes with like their, their, their winners for lack of a better term and how we want to make sure we're going to move these around. That's traditionally done. um, and, And you know, this, you know, our small conference room. Yeah. That's usually like us with like stacks of paper, like applications. <laughs> We've got like the whiteboard going crazy. We've got all these different notes everywhere. We've got post-it notes going crazy of like our deliberations and what we're going to do. And we have to figure out who we're going to invite, who we're not going to invite. And we are, like, I am personally struggling with how we're going to transition that to a virtual conversation. And the first rule was, well, because we, what we usually do is we go into that conference room, we essentially lock ourselves in there. <laughs> like, okay, until we come out, we're done. That can't happen over Zoom. We, yeah. we can't set up a six hour Zoom meeting. Um, so like we made the rule of like, okay, well, we're going to break this up over multiple two hour sessions. Um, just as an example of, I can't imagine doing more than that. So my, my heart goes out to everybody that's that's in that situation. I know that everybody's dealing with it slightly differently, um, but I, I really appreciate everybody's resolve and strength as we kind of get through this process and figuring out, especially all of you as, as college students, you know, it's, I can have done it if I were you guys. Um, and, and I, I don't mean to rub it in, but I always am very vocal about the fact that I love this for professional work. <laughs> I love not having to commute to work. Um, and people are like, what? I'm like, yeah, if I could stay remote, I would do it. Uh, this is, this is great. Um, and so it's, it's, it's really different and interesting, but I, you know, for a student environment, it's, it's definitely challenging. All righty. Well, hey, Audrey, thank you so much for, for organizing and hosting this conversation for everybody to listen. And uh, for all of you out there, hang in there. Uh, we will see you next time on the podcast. 